It's the same old story. It's been a long day at the job, or maybe it's just starting to feel long. And you feel that urge to stretch your legs and get a little bit of a break. You walk down the street, or maybe you get behind the wheel of your car, and you feel the weight begin to lift. You walk through the doors, and the sound of the place starts to clear the air. You get a table, you order your drink, you listen to the sounds of the bar, and soak in the conversation. Welcome to the TNE Speakeasy with your hosts, Sean, Eric, Isaac, and Caleb. Listen in as they discuss a variety of topics, such as video games, Doctor Who, and mukbang videos. Okay, ladies, gentlemen, those between unaffiliated, welcome back to Novice. Oh, sorry. That's okay. Hey, wait, what, what noise is that? Anyway, it's the, please, the mute button, please. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought that was Foley. Oh, what the hey? <laughs> Foley? What the? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have to get back to LA? Do we have to finish recording early? Foley? You don't know what kind of stuff he's forced me to do now at the, the factory. I gotta make my own sound effects for these flicks now. Ooh. Not great. (laughs) What's that that he's eating? Yeah, that's just cardboard being rubbed against a match. It's crazy the things you can do with sound. (laughs) Is this like that, uh... What what airline was it that let the, um... You know, you, you heard that weird sound over the radio or over this loudspeaker. Is heard yeah. that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the person who yeah, okay. somehow hacked the the PA system in the plane. <laughs> I kind of stopped having thoughts about Doctor Who <laughs> three seasons ago. Like, it's a good thing we didn't have you on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to say something really cynical and skeptical and whatever. Um, when they picked the last doctor, Jodie Whittaker, it was like, oh, of course they picked a woman. I think it was sort of a fallout from the hashtag Me Too stuff. Um, and then it turned out that, well, actually, there was nothing wrong with her. It was the writer. But then now, I've, now I'm like, of course they, they picked a a black gay guy. It had to be. Like, what's next? What's next? That kind of stuff really bothers me. It's it's kind of like they're... Like, instead of writing good stories, we're just going to bring a bunch of people on to write stories of different 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 groups, and then it turns out the stories aren't that good. You know? Um, that's... I'm, that sounds really bad, I know, and that sounds very no, conservative doesn't. and very... I agree. Oh, yeah, that's in my book. Uh... <laughs> Oh, I mean, I agree. It sounds bad, <laughs> but I just—I'm just kind of tired of the show trying to be like that and trying so hard that it's so obvious, and you can, you know, see it. They—they they had a, um, they had an episode that was basically about 
it wasn't about abortion, but it was about abortion. Do y'all remember oh. the one that I'm talking about? Of course, Kill the Moon. Yes, Kill the Moon. Kill the series, they should have called it. I kind of liked it, and I kind of <laughs> liked the fact that it was about a hot-button topic without being about the hot-button topic, but it didn't make any fucking sense. Yes, I was going to say. A, yeah, uh, basically at the end of the story, I think the moon is a, turns out to be a giant egg with a big alien creature in it, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm a fucking asshole, but that's kind of what I think. I don't know. Wait a minute. When was that episode aired? Like 2013 or 2014. Oh, okay. I was gonna... <laughs> yeah, it was a while back. I was about to say that, uh, but it's the reverse now. Um, Independence Day Resur- Resurrection stole that idea. Mm. Oh, is that what they did? I think so. Had something to do with the moon, right? Never saw that one. Oh, no. No, wait, no. It was Moonfall. That's right. I think that was what it was. Never mind. It was Moonfall. Yeah, I don't think any of us have seen these movies. So I've seen the trailers, but I have no clue what okay, happened. Okay, never mind. Ignore me. Ignore me. Oh, I never would have <laughs> thought that either about Moonfall. However, the actor... The actor himself, uh, I did, I looked into the series that he was in called, uh, am I getting it right, Sex Education? Yep. Why so. would I forget that name? I think I get it mixed up with other shows like Atypical and, uh, uh, yeah, I would get it mixed up, but uh, he was pretty good in that. Uh, he was probably the best thing in Sex Education. Oh, yeah. He's great. Second best being Julian uh, Anderson. But there's a there's a one of the most hilarious scenes ever in that episode involves him at a party, uh, showing everybody how to put on condoms. Like he ends up being he's the typical like old wise gay. Well, he's not old, but he's like the wise gay best friend, you know, that knows everything but doesn't necessarily talk about it all the time. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. So I'm looking forward, and I'm all, more looking forward to the fact that they're going to have a new showrunner in the form of Russell T Davies again. Um, and I, all of this, including having Jodie Whittaker transform, I don't know if you knew this, Isaac, but she, at the end of the episode, she regenerates into David Tennant, which is, I think, is fascinating. But it's, it's excellent. It's a great marketing tool because if they're going to bring the old fans back, they bring mm-hmm. in David Tennant and also the guy that was the showrunner when he was on the show. So, yeah. Yeah, my, my two younger sisters might finally watch it again. They refused to watch it after Jody would occur. Really? First episode of hers. They were like, we're not watching this anymore. We didn't really love that last one either. So we're done. Both of them. <laughs> but the, her first episode was kind of good. It was one of the better ones. Oof. Uh, well, I guess we'll be revisiting it at some point soon. Right, Eric? On the old, uh, since you're forcing us to go through it. Uh, <laughs> At, at gunpoint, by the way. Not forcing it. It was always... I tried to get out of it. It was always the doctrine of the podcast originally was to go through new airing episodes. It's just, it's just the chart. Yeah, what about you, I... Isaac? What do you think about the whole what you asked? Well, see, the thing was is that that's I, when I saw like David Tennant was recast as a doctor, that was who I was assuming. And then Sean tells me it's a black dude. I'm like, I didn't hear anything about that, so I was a little more shocked. They talked about the black dude months back and then the uh, yeah. the tenant thing was more a recent surprise that's the surprise yeah. that was that was a surprise i was like hey like you know david Tennant's back yeah surprised me even though i i heard rumblings but i didn't know that's what they meant um that's what they were hinting at when i heard rumblings well I mean, yeah and i will say 
even though I, I'm not a fan of his era, I, I still think David Tennant is probably the best new series Doctor. Yeah, definitely. So, so that's that's good to see him back. I think it was a common knowledge among fans, yeah, um, like people who followed the show, that there was going to be some sort of special with David. The 60th anniversary, I think, was going to have David Tennant and Catherine Tate in it. And yeah. when I when I heard that, I was kind of hoping for a multi-doctor story. That would be so cool to have a multi-doctor story with like Peter Capaldi and Jodie Whittaker and and Matt Smith. But they're not going to do that. Matt Smith's got enough eggs to fry. I thought I thought I thought no. I thought they said I thought I thought that's what's expected. It is a multi-doctor story. Really? Yeah, according to Josh, and Josh was saying that Shooty might show up in that, but I'm not too sure. Shooty? It might be his first appearance. Yeah, Shooty Gatwa. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah, Shooty Gatwa's the new doctor. After David Tennant. Hmm. Wait. Oh, okay. But, um, but yeah, but it's supposed to include the new doctors, excluding nine. Yeah, just for you, Isaac. I don't think, I don't even know if it was necessarily planned originally to get David Tennant. But yeah, they announced that Shooty was going to take over at, like, maybe the start of this year. It was, I think, around the time of that New Year's special. Or maybe just after. So, so we've known for a long time he was coming. And then, yeah, David Tennant was kind of the shock. Yeah. So, like, just a marketing tool? I, I have a feeling it is a bit of a marketing tool. Like, oh, I know you guys, I know everyone dropped off during the Capaldi era and the Jody era, but look who we're bringing back, the guy you love. Everybody tune in again, please, God. <laughs> but I think combining it with the Disney news and also the part where Disney is actually going to be involved, at, at the very least financially and maybe a little bit more in production... I actually think that's a good thing, despite of the things that they fouled up in other arenas. Uh, yeah. For Doctor Who, anyway, I think it's a really good thing. And oh, that yeah. could mean a lot more than anything, more than whoever's cast in the role. Wait, wait, I have to ask a question then, because I, I knew that it was going to be on Disney+, Plus, but I didn't realize that they were actually going to be involved in the production of the series. Um, to some degree. Well, well, they're definitely involved financially, um, but then... yeah. Supposedly, they'll be involved to some degree, like, input-wise. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, seems kind of like an advisory kind of situation. Wait, so Disney's buying the BBC? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Doctor Who, the, the streaming rights. Yeah, the BBC, they're licensing it away to a different production company. Is that legal? Because they, I mean, they've seriously dropped the ball for years with Doctor Who, so I'm glad to see them losing it. Yeah, so it can't get worse with Disney's input. That's not... I don't think that's humanly possible. But it's something similar that happened when Star Trek Discovery came out. Um, uh, Netflix had a big financial stake in that show, which made it made the show look even more expensive because it, they were funding mm. much of the first um, two seasons. But they weren't advising, though. They were just strictly like financing or co-financing. It happens all the time. I mean a lot of things so now doctor who's just like studio ghibli and the power rangers when it comes to disney they just yeah. show up at disney and they're yeah. gonna have an era and we're gonna see what happens with that yeah that's it exactly i yeah. mean to my knowledge studio ghibli is not the quality has not necessarily gone down but yeah i don't know anything about power rangers though but yeah i think that's <laughs> a good comparison oh Caleb? Some of their best stuff from Power Rangers came out during the Disney bought era. Or Disney licensed era, I should say. Just say Disney era. <laughs> That's really all it was. <laughs> well, they, 
Well, Saban was still producing it. It was just Disney was. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that. Yeah. But, but anyway, let's not get into Power Rangers. And no, uh, yeah, as for as for Ghibli, that, that, <laughs> that Ghibli was only like uh, distribution in like the North America, I think in Mexico as well. Yeah, uh, maybe not at that, but at least just up here and in, in the states. So, yeah, that was it. Yeah, and also it's it's a piss off that we have to wait until November of next year. But hopefully after that point, they'll get the the train rolling on time from now on because it's been a ridiculous string of delays for years probably especially with disney's involvement you mean with dr who right yes because ever since series nine it's been like every other season has a long long delay in between them and it's just ridiculous i can't even believe how badly they've managed it in terms of getting it out onto tv it is ridiculous but it is normally you know for a lot of british shows you know to take unprecedented or they're precedented uh um, like haphazard schedules and absences. Amount of time. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's normal in England, like to have like a, a series like disappear for a year and a half and then come back and then disappear. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely fabulous. For instance, like has that show ever? Has that show ever really died? Uh huh. Yeah, Red Dwarf is another one. I'm not sure what's going on with Red Dwarf. Yeah. Yeah. But even those other shows like Luther or When Sherlock Was On. Yeah, those other shows are more like, uh, it's in the hands of these specific creators and these specific actors, and they make it whenever they feel like it, or their schedules line up. Doctor is a bit of a different thing, and I don't think it's as excusable that they've allowed it to be this erratic. Sheesh. And I think it's damaged the uh, the viewership. I really do. Because, I mean, there was that huge drop-off from Series 9 to Series 10 with Capaldi. When they came back, they'd lost a ton of viewers. Mm. That was partially due to bad writing, but I feel like if it came out sooner, some people still might have been on board to try again. But after waiting, like, I think it was almost a year and a half, they were like, ah, screw it. Screw this show. I'll come back when the Doctor regenerates. So. Mm. And then poor Jody, longest running new series Doctor, and only got three series out of it. Like, that's just ridiculous. Really? Wait, she's the longest running? So she did three series, Tenant did three series. Four. I, I thought, oh, he did, well, wait. Then she's not the longest New Who doctor. Oh, sorry. No, in, t- in, terms in of calendar time. Calendar time. Exactly. Oh, forgive me. Okay, I see. Okay. And by far the least amount of episodes produced under her tenure, even though she was the longest running doctor from the, from the new but series. But the most karate chop stances... Where she does that thing where she stands More there with her knees bent and her arms sticking out. No, Pertwee got her beat. <laughs> he just actually uh, fulfilled the, the action. Did those nice uh, chops and tosses. <laughs> Jody just did it for, for vamping's sake. And then after Pertwee was done with it, he said, Now show us your tits. <laughs> that, no, that's horrible. That is horrible. <laughs> Poor Pertwee. should have never needed that check. <laughs> I just want to be in the advertising room when they made that commercial. What about at the end? He says, now show us your tits and then close. I can see it now. And then they all lost their shirts after that. <laughs> Mary Whitehouse came in and got them all fired. I'm sure. If she was still alive by that point. <laughs> she might have corpsed out by then. There's a new documentary series on Shudder. And it's about uh, basically queer horror. And the opening sequence, like the opening credits, always start with Mary Whitehouse sitting there 
like on a television, an old black and white television, talking about, you know, the threat of the homosexuals, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, just had to say that. Man, she was the worst. Like she's, I don't know if you know about her at all, Isaac, but she was someone who, for many years, tried to get Doctor Who off the air. She was actually the person who spearheaded the Video Nasties kind of <laughs> censorship ban. Ooh, history. Yeah, and she even tried it again in the 90s, too. I think right before her death, and then she, she finally died, and then all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she was the English Tipper Gore. And some of those videos, like Tales from the Crypt, really? The, what is this? Really? Are you sure, ma'am? Are you sure you didn't mean Tales from the Clit or something like that? Because I don't think this yeah. belongs on the list. Well, she was a crazy old biddy, and she even said, I don't need to watch those films to know what kind of content's on those films. Sounds like a It's like, okay. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Shut up, once. Man, gotta cut that bit. <laughs> oh, he's not gonna care. He doesn't, he's not gonna listen to this. Just bleep it out. Hey, I told you, uh, Eric will come down to the factory with his, his board. He's like, I don't want to see any of these names on there. <laughs> the factory. I pictured Caleb in a room with all these tapes. I forgot we were recording. <laughs> Big computer with two spools of things around him. Yeah, there's steam going off of my hair. It's all frizzed up. <laughs> it's like a scene from Metropolis. <laughs> I was thinking Brazil, 1984. I was thinking Brazil, too. <laughs> the sequel? Oh, yeah, the sequel. That's the uh, Zero Theorem. I think that's what that's called. Do you guys know what that is? I don't know really? The there's a sequel to Brazil? It's it's more like a spiritual and stylistic sequel. Okay. Terry Gilliam made it with uh, Christoph Waltz. Okay. Oh, wow. That sounds at least a little bit interesting. I'm going to put that on my mental list. Yeah. It's a little bit interesting. That sounds right. <laughs> well, you couldn't have Brazil without Metropolis. <clears throat> couldn't have a lot of things without Metropolis, I guess. Well, that's certainly fair. Well, I think I'll run to the washroom, then we can... Uh... Go for it. I'm going to hold it so I have to go during the recording. <laughs> Oh, oh, it turns out Steve can join us after all. What? I shouldn't say that. He hasn't done that for so long. I shouldn't say that. Oh, I didn't even watch Revenge of the Sith for this. So like, flip. Yeah, when I heard, what are we going to do instead? Oh, we're going to watch Suspiria. I'm like, oh, phew. Thank <laughs> goodness. No, I was really looking forward to diving into um, Sith. And I was going to, because I, I was going to rewatch the finale of Clone Wars, and then Caleb was going to do that too. And uh, Isaac, uh, I don't know, I forget, did you ever have any intention of watching that, the finale of Clone Wars? I thought we were, we were going to do that. Like, I think we, we still have intention of doing that. Well, we were one day when, when, when one of us wasn't going to be here, we were going to, I think, like four of us were going to do that, but then th that didn't happen either. Most likely, Sean, because Steve would have said he would uh, he was going to do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't but remember. I meant, were you thinking of watching it for yourself anyway? Uh, I would watch it for the podcast, not uh, so much like for myself. Because then they sorry, but I got so much stuff to watch. Uh, I, I don't have. Oh no, I get it. We all do. But uh, earlier this week, they released some more little shorts, like in the Filoni Clone War style. Yeah, I heard something about that. Yeah, they're real brief. There's just six of them. But they really fill out more of the Dooku character um, from his past. And 
fill in a little bit more on Tano. We already have plenty about her, but fill in even more. And and uh, I just thought they were great. They're not very long, uh, and they were just fantastic. And just like that, uh, the finale of Clone Wars kind of like fits in with Sith. Some of these little shorts fit in with with that with that Clone Wars finale. So there's like connective tissue. And I just thought it was fantastic. You know, I'm going to start a Three Stooges podcast. And Eric, could you like be on that and talk about the Three Stooges? <laughs> like you talk yes. about Star Wars. Man, I love Three Stooges. I, was, I, was, I cut my teeth on, oh. on Three Stooges. Oh, no, I was joking. but <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying I cut my teeth. Because I go back to those original 8mm films my dad had. And yeah, and that's where I got introduced to Three Stooges. I have them all on DVD, and I've only watched about 10% of them. We feel, well, I felt, but I'm like Isaac, I got so much shit to watch. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, here's here's the, here's the thing, here's the thing. So maybe you two have heard this. I sent this uh, article to Caleb. Uh, the new Avatar movie. Oh, It's going to be oh, three no, uh, over over three hours long. No, it's 3.14. Sheesh. I've just sensed three hours of my life go into a void, and that's not the movie that's Eric talking about it right now. <laughs> you know, I've participated in probably like, I don't know, four podcasts over the years on that movie. Maybe five. Yeah, another one coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I'm down for the movie. What is it? Is it Christmas? It's not November, is it? It's Christmas. Um, 24. 3rd? December 23rd? Yeah, I, yes, because which is two days till Christmas, but on a Sunday. I'll be there. Yeah, I did the Christmas map, but I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, I saw the original six times of the movies. Um, I probably yes. won't get past two times on the sequel, but, but I'm definitely open to it and looking forward to it. I think I saw it six times, too. And then by like the third or fourth, I was just like, oh, do I really have to go see it again? But my sister loved it and wanted to see it over and over again. You don't have to go with her. Saying to you in the past, like, you could change the past. Oh, no, she used to have, like, a weird control over me. She used to force me to go on roller coasters, too, and I'd be like, god damn, god damn. This, uh, that's not a great relationship. No, it wasn't. She used to make me drink drugged red wine, and I'd wake up in a coven. Oh, no. But, and part of the reason I watched it, well, partly because of going with different friends, but also... Even though it was 3D every time uh, I saw it, it was it was like a different 3D experience. Um, I don't know if it's because of the different glasses or the different theater setups. So that added to it because um, they were all good experiences, but they were different. It, like, it literally looked different, the 3D effect. Um, this is this is what I don't like about those movies, and you know, it, or that movie. Yeah, you know, it's not bad. You know, we did a podcast about it on the Best Picture podcast. It's just that James Cameron has the cojones, the balls, to come out and say, this movie is going to revolutionize the way that films are made. And you know what? He was kind of right. All right? He was kind of <laughs> right. But, you know, that's great. I don't think it was that good enough to warrant a sequel. Or, what is it, 12 sequels? <laughs> Each of which is going to be... Whoa. Oh, it's really five? Are you fucking Apparently serious? Yeah, he wants to have six of them. Oh, I thought it was. Fun. But his words <sighs> aside, if it is, if it is literally the highest-grossing movie in the world all the time, 
there's some warrant to a sequel, even if you're just a soulless like, executive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm yes. pumped. Not because I'm excited for the movie, but it just... I, I fucking love water on screen, and it's called The Way of Water. And the little bonus bit that me and Isaac got to see when we saw the uh, re-release. There was like this huge whale. I was like, oh man, it looks amazing. Yeah, really does. So, so I'm excited for all the designs. I, I'm sure the plot is going to be fairly boring, especially if it's three hours long. It, it shouldn't have been called The Way of Water. It should have been Avatar 2, The Abyss. Oh dear. Oh dear. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's a millennial joke. He just makes like every single, all the sequels are just like taglines. So it's just like Avatar 3, <laughs> Judgment uh, Titan- Day. Yeah, Judgment Day, uh, Avatar Four, oh, Aliens. This millennial humor. <laughs> Avatar Five. Uh, what would that be? Uh, I guess Terminator. Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, I don't know. First, First Blood Part Two. They can call it. And then finally, Avatar Six, Piranha Two. <laughs> the spawning. That's what they'll call it. <laughs> spawning. There we go. Avatar. <laughs> Death, blood, carnage. Film at eleven. Taylor, remember the thing I said last time we recorded about we were talking about green screen and then the void and then yeah, and I made the comparison to CGI back in the day. I was watching uh, a Star Wars reaction video discussion, and the host in real time he had like the exact same thought I did and explained like the exact same thing and even used the same examples that came to my head. Oh, that's funny. Of uh, like like T two and Terminator. I just thought it was weird that it was he made he, he had like the exact same idea as I did and laid it out. Ah, it's just a weird moment. Hey, maybe I put that episode out already and he's uh yeah, he's pilfering it. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> How dare he. Yeah, I'm sure I haven't put it out yet. <laughs> but it also made me think that it was just a round table discussion like over Skype. Not it wasn't literally Skype, but I just mean it was like that. And you just talking heads, you know, that that type of YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And just looking at its thousands, hundreds of thousands of likes, maybe we should put some conversations out just straightforward talking head. Like, it's literally just the podcast with the talking heads. That's all it is. And then they just get mega thousand likes, and they're not saying anything different than the kinds of things we say. Yeah, I've, I've thought about it, but then you got to be on video, and, like, uh, half the time I'm not even wearing clothes. Yeah, you got to get, <laughs> get a decent camera, good hairstyle. <laughs> The host has a decent camera, but there was like one or two people literally on their iPhones, like you know, you can tell. Oh wow! Um, with, with no tripod. Interesting. It, it's it gets hundreds of thousands of views. Well, Steve and I have a new plan. Hmm. Uh, we're going to make a a YouTube t- channel, uh, a YouTube channel of of us uh, uh, mug. Uh, Mukbang. We're gonna do mukbang videos. <laughs> oh mukbang. wow! What? I don't know what that is. Okay, <laughs> so so Steve's at my house, and I showed him something on YouTube, and he's like, "Have you ever seen Nick Avocado?" And I'm like, "I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." He's like, "Here, let me show you." I'm like, "Oh shit, this is gonna turn." Uh, of course, into- Steve. He'd be the one to bring this. Oh to man! The table. I just so- googled it, and it's making me so hungry. Oh, <laughs> well, this is this. So yeah, it's just videos of people eating shit, Ugh. and not the, literally shit. Well, no, yeah, they're just eating a bunch <laughs> of really bad food. That's Divine's uh, Divine's channel. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, it's come. It's sort of like the 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 etymology of, or is it entomology? I don't know. One's insects, yeah, the other yeah. is your. Yes, I do the same thing. And uh, it originated from South Korea, 
and he's talking with this guy named Nick Avocado, and it's this morbidly obese gay guy that will have like a bunch of say Kentucky Fried Chicken in front of him, and then his boyfriend will walk in the room, and then they'd be crying. Oh my god! And I'm like, this is this is horrible. So it turns out this guy started out as like a vegetarian, and he was like this twink who would just eat avocados and stuff. That's why he was called Nick Avocado. And then it just sort of spiraled into this whatever it is that he is right now. And it is... Oh, my God. The before and after pictures are crazy. Yes! (laughs) And we're talking about, like, three years, okay? And it is... I couldn't stop. He left the house, or he he went home, and I'm like, I can't stop watching this shit. And I was home alone. Oh, and no. I, you know, and I'm like, I can't. And then it turns out there's all these other people that do it. There's, you'll get like these, uh, specifically Asian, mostly girls who will eat like a huge, gigantic bowl of spicy noodles. And I don't know if this is an ASMR thing or a sex oh. thing. I don't know. I don't get it. But mukbanging, the way of wow. the future. Wow. God, I just want some of this lasagna. Why do you? Why does somebody? Those these people make about probably ten to twenty thousand dollars per video, uh, I, and I don't know. I don't know. If someone's gonna pay me that yeah. much to. Yeah, you guys better get on that. I won't watch, but I'll uh, <laughs> I'll add it to the list. Of... <laughs> yeah, we'll be like today. We're gonna eat Arthur Treacher's fish and chips. Mm. <laughs> I've heard of self-deprecating humor, but I don't know if this is on the same level as that. I don't know what it is. I just don't understand it. I tried, but you can't sit there for 45 minutes and watch someone eat. I get the ASMR thing. Those have literally put me to sleep, but um, yeah. I got to let the cat out of the room. Oh, man. I want some of it. We should do like a ghost pepper burger episode. Blue, get the fuck out. Ghost pepper, cinnamon, Tide Pod challenge. Let's go. Oh. oh, wait a minute. Have you guys heard of this? This is a big craze that's happening in your country right now, apparently amongst college students. What's that? You guys ever heard of Sleepy Chicken? Sleepy Chicken. No, what's this? Okay, okay, this is great. So you take a thawed, uncooked uh, chicken breast, and uh-huh. then you cook it with a whole bottle of NyQuil. Oh, I see. And then what do you do? I mean, I think that's a stupid question, but is this a, a competition or it's yeah. like, let's see what happens? And use a suppository. <laughs> no, then you just eat it and you would go to sleep because they're just like, okay, we, we, you know, college students don't sleep, right? Because, you know, school system's flawed and they, they can't like do their work properly and all that stuff. And that's so <laughs> they're like, we have no time to like cook a chicken and then take NyQuil at the same time. Or uh, um, <laughs> we have only one like limited amount of time to take like uh, to eat chicken and then like drink nyquil so why don't we combine them both save save a bunch of time that sounds horrible it sounds like but i want to try it and see what it tastes like oh golly oh my just look it up it's a thing eric can confirm it he's looking it up right now yeah i'm looking it up right now yeah you get sleepy salmonella but on the bright side no sore throat (laughs) um (laughs) no it looks horrifying uh just because Obviously, it looks it's green, you know, and th- so it looks disgusting. Um, but now, see, see, I can't, I can mess with ghost peppers, but when you start messing with pharmacological things and 
heating and <sighs> marinating. I don't I don't fuck around with like witchcraft <laughs> and alchemy. Okay. Some would call it a life hack. Others would call it you know brain dead. I don't know. Which side are you on? Apparently, the FDA is warning against it. Yes, they are. Well, they ruin fun all the time. Isaac, did I ever tell you my uh, NyQuil story with Brianna, my partner? Uh, Mayhaps you have, but repeat it again. Is this the one with the ether rag? No, I, I have like, um, <laughs> there's a series of medications that I have really weird reactions to, and NyQuil's one of them. And I didn't find this out until uh, it was maybe two months into dating my, my girlfriend at the time. And she, we both had some NyQuil because we weren't feeling so great. And I ended up waking up in the middle of the night, like, completely stoned out of my mind, like, not even really knowing where I was. And I peed the bed, too. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know her that long. <laughs> I probably had known her for two months, and I peed the bed. I'm and, sorry, dude. And now it's a regular thing. I had to wake her up, because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm, like, so out of it. Yeah, I was so embarrassed the next day. I couldn't That is it. so weird. I'm sorry for you, bud. That's, like, involuntary urinating. Ugh. Yeah, and I just recently had a similar thing happen with, uh, a Tylenol 3. I took one of those and I got like really scarily stoned. Dude. Ooh. Just, I never trust Advil or Tylenol. Like those. <laughs> I'll trust like NyQuil, but I will never trust Tylenol or Advil. Wait. Wait, what's that? What's that rooted in? They can fuck you up really bad. People have died. Or especially if you do both. What now? What? I, I never combined them. Well, I was going to say, I said, what was that rooted in? Uh, Tylenol 3? Oh, yeah, no. Oh, it's. Tylenol and Cody. Guys at my work used to do that where they would combine both Advil and Tylenol. Oh, no. Headaches. No, 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 no. no I don't. Yeah, but Tylenol 3 is something different. I did have a doc doctor at one time tell me, take a Tylenol and then after, you know, the four hours or whatever, then do Advil. Go back and forth. Oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. He, prescri- he suggested that for, I don't know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. To combine. Yeah. Like, mm. this butt at work was taking both at once. Yeah, I don't think that would necessarily, I don't think they have a very adverse reaction together, so I don't think it'd be too bad. I'm a big fan of uh, Chardonnay and muscle relaxers. Wee! You can't do that at work, though, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, you like that? Oh, my God. I don't. I've been taking muscle relaxers for the past, like, eight months, ever since my car accident. And yeah, I never mix with booze. Always makes me wake groggy. Mm. Oh, uh, speaking of Tylenol and Advil, shall we talk about Suspiria? It's been an hour. Yes, give me give me one minute and then we'll we'll start. Sure, one, yeah, we gotta get two, Sean back to his in laws. Three, four, five. Six, They're probably going to bed right seven, now. Eight. They're fucking on tie time. Ten, They're playing mahjong. Twelve. No, 13, they don't do that. That's 14, Chinese, Eric. 15, I know it's Chinese. 15. Eric, you should know this. You should know this. I know they're not Chinese, and I know it, that Mahjong is Chinese. Of course I know that. But you guys are operating under the stereotype that only Chinese play Mahjong. Hey, they... hey that was Sean. That was Sean. Stereotyper. <laughs> okay, Isaac, you can stop counting. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> oh, Christ. 46. I, I have a Bruce Campbell story. Can I tell my Bruce Campbell story, sir? Uh, uh, Isaac, what do you say over there in the, in the theater? Are you fine with this story? Hell, cut to Isaac, would you? Yeah, we're... Uh, I'm watching the guy right now from Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, he, he says yes. Cut back to, uh, to Sean in, in studio. All right. Sounds good there. 
All right, this, this is this is quality programming, ladies and gentlemen. You know, those in between unaffiliated. <laughs> and yes, and uh, anyway, when I, a few years ago, um, I have I have this friend, and she would always say, "Hey, let's go to Austin Comic Con." And the first time I was like, eh, I don't really want to go. And then I went and I had a ball. And then like we've gone every year until COVID hit. And I, there was one this year, but I think we forgot mm. or whatever. Anyway, Bruce Campbell was at one of them. You know, I've been to like at that point, like 10 Doctor Who conventions. I never brought a DVD for someone to sign or anything like that. I was never into that. But fuck me. I have the Evil Dead on Blu-ray. I want Bruce Campbell to sign my copy of the Evil Dead. So we stand in line. I pay like 40 or 30 bucks or whatever. And she tells it. We get up there and she tells him he's really nervous. I'm really sorry. It's no problem. And he's like, oh, no problem, Sean. Hi, how are you? Here, I'll sign this. By the way, we're turning this into a TV show. You heard it here first. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's how I found out about yeah the Evil Dead, the TV show. Now, uh, that's not the end of the story. I'm sorry. After, after that, he was going to do a... Uh, a quote-unquote panel all right when they say panels at these things usually it's some nerd who's a moderator and they've got some people from a film or a tv show and they're answering questions and all that well bruce mm -hmm. campbell did not have a panel he had bruce campbell up there moving a thousand miles an hour back and forth on the stage and there were people that lined up to ask him questions and he, i remember he said you guys can sit down i don't do that shit so just sit down sounds yeah there you go <laughs> yeah so what he did was he's we're, we're gonna make a movie it's gonna be a one minute movie so he got people from the audience one was gonna be the director one was gonna be the cameraman one was gonna be the producer one was gonna be the actors he put all that together and they made a one minute movie using someone's phone and then they put it on the big screen and i have never been so delighted in my life it was done so well and so excellent it was so fun and when I do my murder mystery parties, it's like, I want to be that. I want to be what Bruce Campbell was at that thing. And now I know why Bruce Campbell is, you know, so cool. Well, I mean, I thought he was. Yeah, cool. the guy's national treasure. Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's just fantastic. And it's it's such a shame he didn't have a, a bigger career. I mean, he really had so much charisma. Just knew how to, to please an audience and just people didn't know what to do with him. It's such a shame. There is a really good uh, documentary on Shudder. Um, oh, I think it might be called Return of the Deadites, Revenge of the Dead. It's just about um, the Evil Dead uh, fan culture and going to cons and stuff like that that I would totally recommend. Uh, I, if this okay, this if this was a pop up podcast like pop up video, uh, Eric, you'd be the one that would write in the bubbles. That is Constantine Wire. There you go. And I picture like a little icon, like a little picture of you next to it with like one of those graduation caps on and like a, a, a pipe. This was based on the writings of De Quincey. Blah, 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 blah. Objection! You've been playing too much Ace Attorney because I feel like yeah. I'm one of those bubbles that shows up in that video game. I am never uh, ever going to be playing Ace Attorney. I could picture Eric. I could picture Eric with a with a star for mathematical excellence as well. <laughs> I will, however, play with Ace, Ace Attorney if I can meet him in real life. <laughs> 
objection. Why do why do I fucking know what he's talking about? <laughs> I don't even drink bubble tea. <sighs> yeah, if you don't drink bubble tea, yeah, you wouldn't know about Ace Attorney. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the bubble tea shop. No, we have we we had one we have one in Austin. You go in there. There's posters in there. There's like Sailor Moon. Ace Attorney. I gotta buy that. Shit. I actually learned about that game and I looked it up and I'm like, wow, a game where you can play an attorney. See, this is there's something wrong with that. If it's like, wow, a game where I can do my job but on a computer at home. You know, which is like yeah. No, no. And then I was like, looked up, well, fuck this. I'm not there's no fucking way. No. That game um, was made for you. No, you know what? Not, not, just, not just because of the attorney aspect, but the 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 mystery solving, the Columbo aspect. What? One of the first times Steve was over here, he's like, "I got to show you this game. I'll buy you this game." Okay, let's download it. It's called L.A. Noir, oh, okay. and I'm like, "Okay, all right." And basically, what you do is you just travel around old timey '40s L.A and interview people it's an open world game you interview people and there's murders committed and all that and i'm like okay let me try and i couldn't when you travel from place to place you have to drive in a car couldn't drive the car <laughs> kept bumping into buildings uh, people all that shit i'm like steve i hate this game you and isaac both i hate this game i don't want to play this anymore and it's what does that imply what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> anyway i don't know what but uh yeah suspiria so are, are, let's go back to uh, Isaac in the theater. Hal, what cut the to Isaac. What were you even implying about me driving into buildings? What kind of crap is this? Let's, let's skip past that. Uh, let's, I didn't let's say Isaac. Past. I said I was driving into buildings. I couldn't. No, no, no. But then, but then Caleb said that I also as well. I was like, what does that imply? Oh. How many buildings did I hit when we played Borderlands 1? Oh, that was me driving the whole time. Remember, <laughs> yeah, every time exactly. you try to drive, you'd go right into the, the mountain the walls. Because the sticks in that game are for people who, like, are in Dreamland or something like that. And yet I could drive just fine. That's I had no I troubles can. in that game, Borderlands. <laughs> you have to have inverted thumbs, like, inverted hands, just to, like, play that game as driving mechanics. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, just just for listeners, I don't have inverted thumbs. Just, uh, <laughs> but I could drive just fine. But let's, let's move past this. Let's, uh... Well, it does make me want to rewatch Black Swan a bit since I heard that was somewhat influenced by this. And that was a movie that I watched and I was in the wrong frame of mind back then whenever I rented Black Swan. Um, because I just, because in those days I was not in the mood for a quote unquote art piece and I just wanted to throw it out because I didn't know what the hell was going on. And so I kind of. You watched it. it. You, you watched it for the lesbians. That reason too? Which one? Black Which Swan. One? Oh, the. Oh. I see. I see what you're... Yeah. I mean, that was my impetus, of course. But then once I discovered there was no boobies, and so then I had to have a story, and then I couldn't figure out heads or tails. And like I said, I was in a bad frame of mind. So, But now I'm in a whole different space. I don't mean today, but I mean, yeah. obviously I've evolved as a movie watcher. Um, and so I'm a bit more curious now. Yeah, Aronofsky's potentially his most uh, abstract and confusing movie. That's one of the ones that I find the most difficult to wrap my head around with his work. But it's still great. Still love that movie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a fan, Sean? No. 
I liked it when I first saw it, and then after that, I was like, okay, she got the Oscar. It's I think it's, <laughs> I think it's pretentious. I really do. Yeah, it's a common complaint for Aronofsky, but I I tend to think that works for him. I love the uh, mode that he's in these days. I told uh, I told Eric, we I have this friend that he comes over once a month and we each show a movie. And the last movie that he showed was Mother, which is oh, not yeah. an Aronofsky movie, is it? It is, yeah. It is? Oh, shit, yes. Uh, I told Eric, you got to watch this movie, Eric. You you will totally be into this movie. And he's like, oh, it's on the list. But I don't want to, you know, this is right after we watched The Outfit. So I didn't want to, yeah. you know, hammer it in. Yeah, hopefully me. lightning will strike twice. Yeah, uh, it was it was during The Outfit discussion that you said that'll be our next uh, yeah, well, prognag. Actually, Sean had told me about it during our interstellar experience. Um, but that's, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so we'll definitely get to Mother soon. And I'm extremely excited for that discussion because I do love Mother. and to eric potentially there's another film that uh was influencing uh the black swan uh me and caleb covered it over in the beginning of this year oh Um, yes Mm -hmm. and i don't know if he made it past that film or not but there's another scene where uh sorry okay so the film was called perfect blue uh that was that was potentially the film that aronofsky was drawing from obviously of course many other films i don't want to say like that was the sole one but that was one thing just because it's about like uh, a dancer this this could also be similar to that where it's like you know this is about dancer well how much dancing there is i don't know but even but that one also dealt with like identity uh and potentially like the internet at the time and like another image of herself as she was transitioning from like being a idol singer to uh being an actor uh, anyway sorry i saved that for the black swan episode oh, yeah, i've heard of perfect blue but i've never seen it uh great movie recommend it highly it's pretty much a, a it's a japanese giallo film if uh, we could if we could call it Ooh, that. Yes. an animated mm. uh, if you want to see an anime giallo check out perfect blue pretty much that it's shockingly Close. Yep, and Sean just went limp when you added that. Yet. Check it out, Sean. It's brilliant. It really is. <laughs> well, I'm in for a Japanese uh, giallo. Uh, I know those exist. I haven't seen a lot of them, but when you, it, I have to admit, when you sit in, I pictured Sailor Moon again. It's excellent. It's it's got a no grave of the fireflies. That's what I pictured. Oh God! Speaking of maggots, Ooh. that no, that movie is superb. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Caleb. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead, uh, Isaac. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's fair. Pass on the sorries. <laughs> <laughs>